St. Luke. You know what that is, right? It's the third book in the New Testament. It's the third book. Hey, you got to just tell people. Make sure you know what that is. Because <laughs> some folks don't even carry Bibles no more. Huh? 17. St. Luke chapter 17. Now, I got a, uh, a nice amount of verses that I'm going to read to you. I normally don't read that many verses, but I had to read uh, these verses uh, in order for you to understand the gist of what God is saying. When you have it, just say, I'm there. And if you need more time, just say, Pastor, I need more time. Okay. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. I didn't tell you the verses, did I? That's what happens when you start clowning too much, and you, you, you forget to tell for what the verses are. It's St. Luke chapter 17, and the amount of verses, or the verses I'm going to be reading from, is verse 11 through 15. Amen. Verse 11. So St. Luke chapter 17, starting at verse 11. When you have it, just say, Pastor, I'm there. Okay. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village... There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. And with a loud voice, glorify God. You may be seated. I want to uh, speak to you from the subject, on my way to a turn. Right, Father, we come before you in Jesus' precious name, standing here today. Lord God, unworthy to handle your word. Father, I pray that you would give us, Lord God, clarity of speech. Give us a sound mind. Lord God, give us the ability to precipitate your text unto your people. I pray that, Father, you give us the word that makes preaching easy. That word is called the anointing. Help us to decrease as you increase. In Jesus' name, amen. On my way to a turn. So it becomes uh, imperative for every child of God to really, really understand this way of life. Because uh, within this journey that we call Christianity, many are under the misconception that God is supposed to spoil the converted believer. And because challenges uh, seems to be a fixture in Christian living, you will find that there are many uh, who forego their newly found faith and they return back to worldly living. Uh, what the child of God has to understand is that faith is very pivotal. It is a very pivotal piece when it comes to the worship experience because outside of God requiring it to work in the life of a believer, the believer has to have it when the pressures of situations work against us in Zion. It becomes important to know that every child of God will have a season in which it seems that God removes himself 
from all of our activity. But the power of faith will keep us on this journey. It will keep our spirits hopeful. It will keep us consistent in this way of living until we have a scheduled encounter with Jesus. There's one author who would write in the book of Psalms. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I believe we have good reason, saints of God, to give God a praise. Because he is birthing a man trust in you. Can the church say amen? So as we move carefully into the word of God, and our text exemplifies that of Jesus. He is teaching on forgiveness and the ways of how a believer can increase one's faith. You'll find that upon Jesus constantly teaching his chosen disciples that this was part of the making process that he had promised them when they dropped their nets to follow him. Now, what the child of God has to understand in here this morning is the purpose and the power of teaching. Because in order for God to make you an effective and an vessel of impact, he has to remove all of the definitions about yourself that the devil has made you believe. Can the church say amen? Yes, so it is here now that the Bible declares that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And before reaching his destination, the Bible says he would pass through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now we have evidence in the text that Jesus, he has no problems passing by something that is quite content with its loss of worth or has settled on being unproductive. This is why the child of God, preach Damon, can never let the devil or the comments of people make you question the value of yourself. Because the very fact that I am walking with God and have been made a part of his church means that he did not pass me by. He passes by Samaria and Galilee, and the Bible declares that he will now enter a certain village. Now, I find it interesting that the Bible did not clarify it to be any village, but Jesus would enter a specific or a particular place for a specific reason. Now, we have good reason to believe, First Lady, that when Jesus is getting ready to enter introduce you to a new level he is known to enter certain places in your life that the enemy has sabotaged for success ah, there is certain things that the enemy you better preach Damon has tried to hang over your head and paralyze your conscience but somebody in here needs to tell the devil that I am getting over the certain things in my life because now Jesus then got into it. Yes, yes, yes. It is right through here that as Jesus enters this village, the Bible now declares that the first thing he would see is ten men that were lepers. Being omniscient, you know what that is, he is all-knowing. As he was, he was well aware that they were in the city, but he never gave signs that he would help their condition, which it brings to the 
attention of the believer that sometimes in this walk, Jesus can see your issue, but it may not be the plan for him to provide the resolution. But I need just one person to testify that I got to stay in the village until my knee gets in the way of Jesus. Tell somebody, stay in the way, stay in the way, stay in the way. Hmm. It is here now that you must understand the definition of a leper, hmm. uh, a disease that affected the skin, nerves, and respiratory systems. Uh, these people were labeled as an outcast to society, uh, which means, my brothers and sisters, uh, that as Jesus was entering the village, uh, he would be staring rejection right in the face. Yes, what the child of God has to understand is that God is known to test his people through rejection. Are you here for a specific thing or are you willing to accept everything that comes with God? <laughs> is there anybody in the house that would agree that as long as I'm in the village, any way you choose to bless me, I'll be Come on and give God a praise. Yes. So look, if you will, where these lepers would be. The Bible declares that as they would be seen by Jesus, that these ten men would be standing afar off. Understand, if you can, that it would be a written law that lepers could have no contact with anyone because the disease was considered to be contagious. But when you know that you are too close to something in your life that's about to be reversed, you got to be bold enough to break the rules. Bold enough to break the rules to get my touch from Jesus. I wish I had some church folk in here that can tell somebody break the rules. Break the rules and praise him when you can't hear a song. Lift him up when your heart is down. But I got to break the rules and reverse every curse in my life. Somebody shout hallelujah. You have to commend these group of men now, saints of God, being considered outcasts, society rejects, and possibly, if you understand about leprosy, losing body parts because of a treacherous disease. But the Bible says they would still manage to lift up their voice to call on Jesus. The Bible declares that they would lift up their voice to attract the attention of the Messiah. Now, what the child of God has to understand, that despite where the enemy attacks you in your life, I still have a voice to lift up. To lift up the name of Jesus, despite where I am, despite what I look like, despite what I've been through, I still haven't lost my voice. Mm, I'm being attacked right now in my body. I feel like the enemy is trying to mess with my throat. Somebody shout hallelujah. Take a Holy Ghost break and give God a praise.
I find it to be strange that as they would lift up their voice, the Bible said they would pronounce Jesus and Master in the same sentence. Now, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, the reader can ask the question that if they call on Jesus, then why was there a need to say Master at the same time? But the child of God has to understand that these men knew that Jesus is who he was. But being a master is what he does. Because there is nothing that the enemy throws at you that he can't master. Somebody ought to tell the devil, I feel like having church. It doesn't matter what you keep bringing up. He has already mastered it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God some glory. We can't be sitting here in church like this. Somebody got to magnify the name of. So right through here, somebody say, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, he ain't entertaining you. We have in church. So right through here, they would be crying for mercy. And the Bible says that Jesus would see them. Now, this is a very powerful piece of information because many people think that deliverance started when they cried for mercy. But deliverance started when Jesus laid eyes on them. What the child of God has to understand, that something already got started in your life when God laid his eyes on you. He didn't see what you struggle with, but he saw what you could be despite your struggle. And the very fact that he called me to the church means that I am one look away from being victorious. I dare you to tell them and say, neighbor, he get ready to change your look. Come on and give God a praise. It is here now that Jesus would look at them, and the Bible declares that Jesus never put a hand on the lepers. But he would instruct them to go and show themselves to the priests. Now I'm getting ready to really get in trouble. Because now he would deal with the spirit of bashfulness and humiliation. Oh, this thing got quiet in here. Y'all didn't come to have no church this morning. Because many people want to be delivered, but they want to look good doing it. I come to tell you that sometimes you got to walk through the valley. Sometimes you got to have people turn against you. Sometimes you got to lose a lot of stuff because it's got to be bad before it qualifies for a move from God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. We trying to get to church, but show yourselves to the priest, says Jesus. Now we have evidence that all ten men who suffered with this treacherous disease would make haste towards the priest. Not one time would they second guess the instructions of Jesus. Now what the child of God has to understand is that when a condition won't let go of you, you have to learn how to hang your faith on the word that came from is there anybody in here that is fighting a condition? Then you ought to tell your neighbor that I'm hanging on by the word. 
I wish I had three people in here that ain't afraid to testify that I'm hanging on by the word. I'm hanging on by everything he said. I'm hanging on by the words of Jesus. Do I got a church in here that came to have church? Then you ought to shout hallelujah and say, I'm come. I come by the word. I'm hanging on the word. Somebody shout glory. I wish TRM would really show up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now it is here now that they are marching towards the priests. And the Bible declares that as they went, they would all be cleansed. Now we have evidence that Jesus would set up the lepers to walk right out of leprosy. This is why the child of God can't afford to let your condition stop you from participating on this journey. Because the word is setting you up. To walk right out of some stuff. Do I got three people in here that's ready to show themselves to the priest? And you can tell the devil, it doesn't matter what I'm facing, I got the power to walk it off. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory and give God a praise. I'm drawing to a conclusion, and we point out there were 10 lepers that would encounter Jesus, a chance to get back to normal, a chance to overcome a disease, a chance to put the pain behind them. And the Bible says that all 10 men would lift up their voice and cry for Jesus. And after he would heal them, the Bible says that only one voice was still active to glorify God. The Bible says there was one voice out of ten that would give God praise. The Bible says there was one voice out of ten that would lift him up. The Bible says there was one voice out of ten that would give him glory. And I come to preach now to a group of people in this house. Uh, that's used to crying on Jesus uh, and you ain't got no problem telling God uh, that despite if I'm rich uh, or if I'm poor uh, if he sees me uh, or he ignores me uh, if he changes me uh, or keeps me the same uh, if he exalts me uh, or demotes me uh, if he blesses me uh, if he slays me uh, if he helps me uh, or puts more on me uh, that my praise uh, is still active uh, it is active uh, in the village uh, it is active huh, in my condition. Huh? It is active huh, on my journey. Because huh? the Bible says, huh, I will bless the Lord huh, at all times. Huh? And his praises huh, shall continually huh, be in my mouth. Huh? Do I got five people huh, that ain't no problems huh, telling the Lord, huh, I got a praise huh, in my mouth. Huh? I got a praise huh, in my legs. Huh? I got a praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout thank you, Jesus. It's time for me to close. And the Bible says it was 10 lepers infected with a vicious disease, struggling with losing parts to their bodies, labeled as an outcast to society, locked into a village with no hope. And the Bible says that when Jesus would send them to the priests, the Bible says that all of them would be cleansed 
by the power of his word and out of all the ten that he healed the Bible says that it was just one that would turn back to glorify God and God said to tell the household of faith that the next thing that God does in your life is getting ready to cause a turn he's getting ready to change your path he's getting ready to pull you out of a crowd he's getting ready to give you a brand new status he's getting ready to pull you out of the village and you've got to tell your neighbor you about to have a turn a turn in your walk a turn in your prayers a turn on your job a turn in your money somebody anybody tell the devil it's my turn to be victorious it's my turn to be happy it's my turn to be prosperous it's my turn show ya Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. And say, neighbor, get ready for a turn. Get ready for a turn. It's your turn. Somebody shout my turn. One out of ten was ready for the move of God. This message ain't for everybody. This message ain't for everybody. Ten percent. One person out of ten tied himself to God. One out of ten tied himself back to God. One out of ten was ready for the move of God. I come to tell you, everybody that's talking about the next level ain't going. Everybody that's talking about this new level ain't going to have no new level. You're going to stay on the old one. 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 The Bible says that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. The service is just off today. Yeah, I got to. You're right. I got to. The service is just off. Just totally off. Jesus, I know what it is, though. But Jesus, the Bible said, was on his way to Jerusalem and he passed through Samaria and Galilee and what I find interesting about this because when you look at these things it looks simple on his way to Jerusalem he passed by Galilee and Samaria but Jesus shows us the power of being on your way to something y'all not gonna talk back to me See, I realize I can't pastor everybody. Y'all done got quiet on me. Uh-huh, because, see, when you have a destination over in this way of life, 
There are folk in church with no destination. He shows us the power of being on your way. When you have a destination, you have the power to pass up distractions. I wish you catch that one. I wish I had five folk to catch that one that can tell the devil, I'm on my way to something. I cannot entertain along the way. I got to be on the way. Can I get a witness in here? You can tell us, say, neighbor, I'm on my way to something. He didn't bring me over here just to be over here. I'm on my way to something. I'm on my way to being prosperous, on my way to victory, on my way to healing. I am on my way. I'm on my way. Hey. Say, neighbor, I'm on my way to a better status. I'm on my way. And the reason I know I'm on my way, because God will never call me to be a part of something that fails. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Y'all don't hear me. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. You say, you say, how do you know you on your way? Because the Bible says, as he entered a certain village. Oh, God, I, I wish I had a witness in here. As he entered a certain village, he would then encounter ten lepers. Now, I explained to you, when you deal with leprosy, the scripture says that this disease was treacherous and vicious. And it would label them as outcasts because their skin changed. And they would lose body parts. It was nothing to see a leper with no nose. And when they were considered to be rejects in society, as soon as he got in this village, he was standing face to face with rejection. Y'all don't hear me, do you? I wish I had, a, I had, I had five y'all to catch that. He was standing face to face to reject. In other words, when you want certain things, he entered a certain village. When you want certain things to happen in your life, you got to deal with re Oh my God. Y'all done got quiet in here. See, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Huh? Uh-huh, see, see, see. When you stand in front of certain things, you got to go through the challenge. Oh, y'all don't hear me, do you? When you want certain things to happen in your life, you have to go through the challenge of rejection. If you go through the challenge, you'll be tied to certain things. If you run away from the challenge, you're subject to get anything. And I don't know about you, but I come to tell that devil, I'm not made for anything. I'm made for certain things. I 
wish I had three people in here that can tell the devil I'm a certain thing kind of person. I don't accept anything. I don't want anything. I don't want any kind of man. I don't want any kind of woman. I don't want any kind of job. I'm made for certain things. neighbor I'm made for certain things you can have anything all things ain't a good thing I'm not trying to get everything I'm not trying to get all things I'm trying to get certain things do I got a witness in here I'm a certain thing kind of guy I'm a certain thing kind of woman. And this time, when he brings a turn in my life, I'm not going back to anything. God done made some stuff turn in your life over the past five years, and you went back to anything because you had a mindset of certain things. I can't be on this level that I'm going on and settle for anything. Goodbye, Barbara. Hold up. I hear God say, I hear God say, when you walk in what I made you, then what I made you is tied to something We'll follow you. in my life.
turns in my life. God is going to cause some things to turn in my life. Because stuff I've been holding on to, I shouldn't be having. Stuff I've been settling for, I shouldn't be having. things. I'm quite certain, <laughs> I'm quite certain that there's going to be some turns in my life. Because I just, watch this, because on today, God just changed my status. He made me a certain kind of guy. Jesus staring these guys in the face, and this is what really turned my, turned my blood upside down. Because being labeled as outcasts, it seems to me, Elder Ruffin, that they were probably locked into their own village. You know, because what happens when you're rejected, then you find a place where you can migrate to, to be around folk that's just like you. And, and so when looking at this text, I'm very, very, man, moved by the fact that when you can be going through leprosy, leprosy was somewhat of an AIDS-type uh, disease back in that day. Even though AIDS attacks the immune system, amen, uh, leprosy, man, was an outward side disease that reflected in how the body looked. So the skin, amen, and respiratory systems was shut down. Oh. And they couldn't even use their nerves were bad. And it was nothing for them to lose fingers and toes, and body parts. This is what God would do to Miriam when she had challenged Moses. He would put leprosy on her and let members of her body leave to teach the church you cannot mess with the man of God. And you cannot mess with members. Oh, y'all done got quiet. You cannot mess with the members of the church that you didn't call to the church. They would have leprosy and their body parts would be missing. But in the midst of them having this condition, all that they went through, it was amazing to me that they were still able to lift up their voice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think we're catching this right now because even some of you came in this morning and you didn't want to have church and the music got going. I wish I had a witness in here. Oh, it, 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 we have to get to a place where we don't let our voice sink to our condition. I wish I had a witness in here because the way that the church is going to go through revival, we need some people that can lift up their voice and still keep Jesus in their mouth. You got to tell that devil, it doesn't matter what part of me falls apart, you can never have my voice. You say, 
Why was the voice so important? Because it wasn't the condition that got this attention. It was when they lifted up their voice. I wish I had a witness in here. I wish I had three folk that could tell the devil, you cannot silence me. Take my body parts, take my job, take my car, take my house. I will still make noise with my Say, neighbor, when you get your voice back, you're going to get everything back that God promised you. When you get your voice back, you get everything back that God says you can have. When you get your voice back, miracles will come. Signs will come. Wonders will come. When you get your voice back and lift up the name of cannot afford in this last hour for Jesus to leave my mouth. Because you never know when he's going to enter your village. And there is a sound that comes when you learn how to lift up the name of Jesus. There is a sound that he looks for. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Be lifted up the everlasting doors and the king of glory. Somebody say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. up your voice. Don't allow your voice to sink to your condition. Because it's safe to say that because they lifted up their voice, they talked their way into some stuff. Jesus told them, I'm almost finished. Jesus told them, go show yourselves to the priest. Oh, 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 we got to deal with this. Oh, 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 we got to deal with, oh, we got to, oh, we got to deal with this one because God said, tell him. He said, tell him. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. But see, why is it that you could touch certain people? Y'all done got quiet in here. Y'all done got real quiet. You, you, you could speak to certain people and things happen. You call Lazarus out the grave. The hem of your garment touched the woman with the issue of blood. You told Jairus' daughter to arise. But you're going to tell us to go show ourselves to the priest. Oh, y'all done got quiet. Yeah. 
Y'all done got quiet. Uh, uh, uh. Can I say this to you? I'm, I'm just going to say it, and I hope you hear it. Because sometimes God will hide your deliverance in instructions. Because sometimes he knows that the folk he deal with can't follow instructions. Y'all done got quiet in here because I know that the, the folk I'm raising, I, I, they rebelled against authority of their whole life. So I'm going to hide their in instructions. Oh, y'all done got quiet on me. Uh, 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 uh. Because, see, I find that he was challenging an ego. And the ego is, I want it now. It's done got quiet in here because... You'll find that that's where how the world is. Everything is at touch point. I got to have it now. Oh, y'all done got quiet on me. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I got to have it now. I can't. Uh, 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 I gotta, you got to get past the wanting it now. And you got to learn how to be blessed through the process. Anytime that God hides your deliverance in instructions, he's taking you through a process. Oh, it's done got quiet in here. It's done got quiet in here. See, see, if you get it now and quick, oh, my God, you run the risk of losing all, losing out on everything that he tied to the instruct. I don't think they caught that. You, you run the risk of losing out on everything that he Tied to the instructions. He hid more than just cleansing in the instructions. Because as they followed instructions, people who saw them in their condition. Y'all don't want to talk back to me. I wish I had fivefold to catch this. Everybody that knew they were living in a village, when they left outside the village to go to the priests, as they were being cleansed, People were seeing them change step by step. He hid the deliverance in the instructions because there was more tied to it than just cleansing leprosy. I want to show people what will happen to them if they just follow instructions. I want to show people what will happen to them if they stay consistent on the journey. I want to show people what will happen when you take the word outside of the village. You want to tell you and say, neighbor, I'm tied to something. I wish I had three folks that could tell, say, neighbor, I'm tied to something. And it's more than deliverance. was a setup if I didn't see it no. this was a setup if I couldn't see nothing all he said was was going to show yourself to the priest do you think that's belittling you or you want it now or you want me to do it the way you want me to do it can you just follow the instructions go show yourself because I already tied your deliverance in the word I sent you with and when you turn around and take the first step outside the village your skin is going to come back to normal it's not about the deliverance I give you that it's about what's in the instructions 
I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But, but God just told me to tell some of you in here, you need to start following instructions. Quit letting your condition. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care who you're facing. I don't care how bad it seems. Do not let your condition make you stop following instructions. quiet in here. I guess we stopped having church, huh? We didn't stop having church, huh? Uh, I'm just trying to tell you, Kels, there's just something else tied in them instructions, man. Oh, my God. There, there was something, there was so much tied in just three words. Four, show yourselves, five, to the priests. Show yourselves to the priests. He gave them five words. And they thought when they got to the priests, it was going to happen. It was going to happen on the journey. And out of all them people, oh, my God, out of all them people that he healed, it was 10 of them. Did you notice that all 10 of their voices was lifted up while they were in their condition? When they came out their condition, only voice, one voice stayed active. Which makes me ask the question that maybe sometimes God does not deliver some of us right away because he knows that your praise and your attendance is going to go inactive. And you already know, oh my God, if you've been in something for a while and can't come out, maybe God is saying... That you just might go inactive if I do this too quick. So just keep showing yourself to the priest. Because I'm going to deliver you one step at a time. There are some who will get it quick. And there are some who have to go and do the instructions. And just maybe I'm one of the ones. Ain't no need of you getting mad at God because he knows you inside out. Maybe I'm just one of the ones that's just got to follow instructions. But I come to tell you, it don't matter how I get it. <laughs> just as long as I get it. Can I get a witness in here? Somebody shout hallelujah and say, neighbor, one last time. I'm on my way to a turn. Yeah. This was pivotal. Only one out of ten was ready for this move of God. It was a move of God because when God moved on him, he turned around and went back. And Jesus asked him, he said, man, where the other nine at? Where the other nine? The other nine was only content with the healing for that moment. The only nine, they were only there. Some folks just come, and as soon as God does something for them that they need done, they don't come back. They only good for that moment. Mm. 
Mm. That, that's, that's amazing, ain't it? That's amazing, amen, that we would look at God in that aspect. Jesus asked the question, where's the other nine at? I healed ten of y'all. Ten of y'all, man. I, y'all's bodies, man, just changed, man. As y'all were journeying, man, y'all just changed. And the scripture said that when he realized, I could keep going, man. I could keep going because I'm looking at something else in that. I'm saying, man, when he realized, you mean tell me the other one didn't realize it? Oh, my God. You mean to tell me that you can't see what the word of God is doing for you before you even get healed? I'm just wondering because the scripture said when he realized, I mean, he, he, realized, he, he realized that something had transpired and the other nine kept going. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I, I just, okay, let me stop right there. I know, I know y'all, y'all looking at y'all's watch saying church time over. You know, we done had our moment now. Now it's time for you to dismiss. Amen. Praise God. But I just come to tell you, amen, that there was nine others that went on, but only one came back. And he glorified God. He just didn't say thank you. Came back and glorified God and lifted God up and had his moment of worship and praise right there. Thanking God for taking the title of rejection off of him. Now, I'm getting ready to minister right now because God is telling me to. But there are some of you in here right now, you don't have a physical leprosy, but you have an emotional leprosy that is taking place in your life because there are people, amen, who have taken parts of you. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to talk a little bit. Please, when I'm making an altar call, do not talk, do not move, and do not think this is a childish moment. This is an altar call, and we need to be praying right now. My veteran saints need to be praying as I'm making this altar call. There are somebody in here who has gone through leprosy in some some form or fashion. Leprosy in the fact that there are people in your life that has taken parts from you. Confidence, self-esteem, virginity, y'all ain't going to talk back to me, has made you feel like a reject. Maybe in your life 